0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films, every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Caspar. When three employees of a Seattle magazine head to a scenic seaside community of Ocean View, Washington, to find and to profile a man behind a bizarre and hilarious classified ad looking for a partner to travel through time, a disillusioned live-in grad among them, Darius, who interns at the magazine, along with her fellow interns, decide that they're going to pursue this story and things take a very different path as they do. We're joined today by Colin Trevorrow, the director of Safety Not Guaranteed. Welcome to Film School, Colin.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you so much. Um, yeah, uh, just a fun, really unexpectedly uh, expected way uh, that the the film takes so many different twists and turns, and really plays with the idea not only of just time travel, but a lot of other things. And we'll get into that. But uh, where was where did the idea for the film Safety Not Guaranteed uh, come to you?
1: Well, you know, it actually came to my writing partner, Derek Connolly, yeah. uh, who wrote the script, and he uh, he saw this classified ad that was uh, it was put in a magazine called Backwoods Home uh, about 15 years ago, uh, and it's a survivalist magazine mm-hmm. that helps you prepare for the coming Armageddon, and uh, they. It, you know this this thing disappeared and it, it it existed on the internet for a long time and it became a meme that people forwarded to each other this strange classified ad and Derek saw that and and within it he he saw a larger story that uh, at first uh, you know he wrote it as, as more of a a fun comedy road trip mystery kind of movie and and as we worked on it together we really pulled out a lot of the. I don't want to say deep, but you know, richer emotional ideas behind time travel and and why we need it, and and you know what it what it solves for a lot of us uh, in in being able to correct mistakes that we've made uh, as people, uh, and, and it ended up becoming a, a much warmer and more emotional movie, but it but it stayed funny uh. Uh, and it stayed a little crazy and, and a little bizarre, and I didn't want to lose any of that stuff. Uh, so it, it just, you know, it's kind of an, a strange cocktail of a film at yeah. this point, but, uh, but I like it.
0: Yeah, and I think uh, casting is a lot of the uh, the reason for that as well. And the writing's very strong. The stories take unexpected but plausible turns, which um, um, that is always a good sign for, for a film. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so uh, in the casting of this film... Um, did you know, did you have ideas about who you wanted to cast when you were writing it, or at what point did you decide that, uh, you know, how you were going to pursue the, the different uh, the actors in the film?
1: Well, you know, it was written for Aubrey Plaza, and okay. I think you can tell just in the way that that character is designed, there's only a few people who could play that role in the way that, uh, that she does. And, uh, you know, Jake Johnson and I have been friends for a very long time, and, and so it was easy for me to call him and, and ask him if he wanted to go do a movie together, because that's something we've been hoping to do uh, for many years. Uh, and Mark Duplass actually came on last. He uh, originally was going to be the executive producer of the film, and, and still is uh, with his brother. But as we were out looking for the money and trying to put this thing together uh, and realizing how difficult it was to get a movie made it all uh, without big name stars we just decided to to pull back a bit and make it for a very very little amount of money and and use actors that that we just thought were cool
0: yeah and this is a discussion that i have with many many uh, film directors particularly first-time film directors is sort of chicken and egg conundrum yeah. that you face as someone who's putting together your first feature film getting a, a star attached is, is, is the, seems to be the key here to getting the financing. Do you get the financing because you got the star? Do you have the financing and then you attract somebody? And it, it, it's a struggle. It, it always seems to be the sort of the, the cross or the fork in the road for so many filmmakers. But having the Duplasses involved, I mean that, that certainly seemed, I'm sure, had a, had a positive impact.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was definitely helpful from a street cred standpoint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our indie cred is pretty high on this one. And, uh, you know, with, with Big Beach and, you know, who made Little Miss Sunshine, and it, it definitely felt like a, an all-star team uh, when it comes to the quality of work that everybody was going to be able to do. But, you know, I really, I, I almost, I, I understand why the the indie system has become so star-driven and that, you know, all of these platforms that allow people to watch movies you know, on their televisions and, and VOD and their computers and all these different ways, there's, it's so much harder to make the argument for someone to go to a theater to see something small. Yeah. and uh, i think in our case even you know you know the movie is doing well but you know we're not we're not a blockbuster by any means and and uh you know even even the other indie films that we're going up against this summer you know you have jack black and you got bruce willis and bill murray and yeah. and yeah. you know pretty big stars in these movies and those movies uh well also they also have be brilliant but they but they really do benefit from having those recognizable faces and so i think if you're going to go and do a movie like ours you need to go in with with a a very reasoned acceptance that that you're going to be making something that will be harder to find an audience than it would if you had stars in it. Uh, But, you know, in our case, we just thought that this would be good. And we just want, you know, it was a very very earnest attempt uh, at doing something that, that was different. Uh, and, and that's something that, that you rarely get an opportunity to do anymore because, you know, so often any filmmaker is going to want to get their film seen by as wide an audience as possible. And so it's, it is, it uh, is I would say it was brave of, of Big Beach to to allow us to make a film uh, without any real stars in it.
0: Yeah, and I want to make a distinction because this is, a, for me, this is an important one. As someone who watches a lot of independent documentary foreign films and all There is a huge distinction that I think people have to understand. Big stars, often very talented actors, but that doesn't necessarily, in fact, often the opposite of the case, that the people that are in the smaller films even are excellent actors. There's a lot of, there's so much talent out there that by virtue of luck or hard work or whatever, there are big stars. Good for them. Great. They make a lot of money when they make the big blockbuster tent Whole film's fantastic but your film audrey uh everyone in it is uh jake johnson uh, they're all excellent actors and they do it very very well so i i like to make sure people understand doesn't equate doesn't always equate big big stars don't always equate in in any distinctive difference between great acting in any film and
1: uh no no, no not always and you know i think it's also the responsibility of of Indie filmmakers to keep introducing new stars. Exactly. I mean, that's what that's, it, historically that's what indie films have done, and they've done it very well. And and it's it's a bummer that recently it seems like we've moved away from that because we're so reliant on the star system that we're not making new stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's a very important thing. And that you know doing that will make people a lot of money down the road. But you got to make the new ones. <laughs> and yeah. so that's something that we were really hoping to do. And I think that we've succeeded that to a certain extent. I think Aubrey Plaza. Uh, and Jake Johnson are, are both actors that are going to be around for a long time. And I think that you are able to see what they're capable of uh, in this film uh, in, a, in, a, in a way that no other forum, you know, either on television or film, has, has ever demonstrated. I uh, it's something I'm very
0: proud of. I, I you should be, and I agree. We're speaking with uh, Colin Trevorrow. The film is safety is not guaranteed safety not guaranteed. It's playing uh, just for our people within the sound of the the uh, station, playing at West Park Eight, and it's playing throughout Southern California and Los Angeles. And you can go to the website. Uh, I just I'm, I forgot the website. I'm sorry, Colin. Um,
1: I think it's safety not guaranteed movie. There Pretty you sure go. That's thank, what it is. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. And I mean, people Google if that's somehow some way is right. I'm, I apologize, it's not right in front of me to check out because it does uh, list where where it is screening. Um, the yeah. class, I do want to talk about this cast as you mentioned, Audrey Plaza. Um, but there are two roles. There's every role is is key on the, in this, and it's really focused on these four: Audrey, Mark Duplass, uh, Jake Johnson, and Karan Soni. Um, the, I thought that uh, Mark's role, in particular. Uh, was played exceptionally well. Um, that that could have been. Um, that's a, just a difficult role. He has to be. Yeah. He has to be sufficiently off kilter for you to buy into the film. The way it's going. How is this going to, mm-hmm. to, to, provo- to provide the mystery of this m- movie? He, he has to be the guy that you can believe can go either way on this, and he does a brilliant yeah. job. It, it really does. You want to talk a little bit yeah, about no, him?
1: I, uh, Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think he does a fantastic job. And I, yeah, I think that. The time that that we spent uh, talking about that was was very brief. You know, all of these roles uh, had to be prepared for uh, in somewhat of a vacuum because we really, you know, I went out and we had about six to eight weeks to prep the movie, uh, and I had met, you know, I knew Jake, but I'd really met all of these actors a couple times, and we'd spoken briefly on the phone in these really broad strokes about what we wanted to try and do, but we didn't have any rehearsal time. And so everyone came out pretty much, you know, 48 hours before we started shooting, uh, and we really had to you know, learn on the fly and and figure out these characters as we went along. And, you know, luckily we, we structured the shoot in a way. We were actually forced to structure the shoot in a certain way And that Mark had to go and shoot this other film that his wife Katie was directing called Black Rock. Okay. And so he was only there for the first two weeks of the four-week shoot. Uh, and this is this is a 24-day shoot. We moved extraordinarily fast. We had 30 locations in those 24 days. So you can imagine what that must have been like for actors. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. But one of the benefits is that, you know, Mark, came with, uh, with this character figured out and with, with, with a take on this character that really helped set the tone for the rest of the film. Uh, and it was a very naturalistic take, a very human take. Uh, and and it, it, he, he told me you know, right when he walked in, he was like, look, man, I'm going to kill a couple jokes in this movie. Like, This guy's not going to be as funny as he is on the page. Mm-hmm. But I really believe that that's going to make everyone else funnier. And it's also going to ground this character and ground the movie so that when we go where I know you want this movie to go, we will all, it'll feel real. And I think he was absolutely right. And we we had this reading where we we went through the whole film and and everybody sensed that there was just a, a different vibe in the room. Uh, when those characters actually came alive, to what everyone thought the movie was going to be, it was a much—it was much more of a comedy. Uh, when we walked into that room, uh, and we walked out, we realized, oh well, this is funny still, but there's something else going on here. And was, so instead of trying to fight that, we all just you know leaned into the skid a little bit, and decided, like, okay, well, let's, you know, if this is going to be a more emotional film, let's let's try and, and find ways for, for Karin and Jake's characters to, to really, you know, go a bit deeper uh, in what they're going through. And so a lot of the journeys that you see the characters go on, even though they were scripted, uh, I'd say that all of them have, you know, two or three extra little steps emotionally that they take due to that spirit uh that that Mark really kind of lit that fire, uh, and everyone else just really rose to the occasion and went with it.
0: I couldn't agree more. I, this, this this is a performance, and just to kind of restate a lot of that, and that is, it doesn't play to the back row of the of the theater. Right, it, it plays. It right, plays this the,
1: whole movie doesn't play to the back row I mean, yeah, until exactly. like the last couple of minutes, I guess. But, right, but no, and and, yeah. and and
0: and this this sort of bittersweet undertone to the film gives gives. The, yeah. the comedic moments more more heft more you know more funny there's more of a context for the humor as well and then a uh, Jake yeah. Jake Johnson and also Karen Karen Soni Karen Sony. Soni and I think I just I think I said Audrey earlier I meant Aubrey Plaza I, I apologize right. um, Jake is he he's he's kind of I want to say this it's kind of the jerk he starts out right. and you feel like he's going to be the but he he turns that into a really nice role, really.
1: He does. Yeah, he does. Okay. You know, it's funny like that role. You know, when when Derek wrote that role and we all read it, uh, you know, he wasn't supposed to be as much. I don't, don't want to swear on the radio, but he's not supposed to be as much of a jerk as yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. as he ends up being. Yeah. And I think Derek. Derek's think was like, well, this is just how guys actually talk to each other, yeah. and and then we realized, well, no, you can't actually like if you if you put a character in a movie who talks like guys actually talk, everyone's going to hate him. <laughs> uh, and so we had to we had to you know we ended up having this character that was you know unlikable in a lot of ways. And so in the edit room, we that was something we really worked on very carefully to strike a balance where we didn't want to take the edge off of him, we didn't want to take the teeth off. Uh, but right. we, you know, we, we needed. It, it, there's, all, there's almost points in the film when I watch it with an audience with that character. There are points where I almost get a little uncomfortable uh, when he, you know, he says certain things about women, and you, yeah. you, he says things that are really harsh. Yeah. And yeah. you just you want to like give everyone, you know, give everyone a hug and say, no, no, just stay with us. <laughs> uh, trust me, it's, it's going to be fine. Like we we have to do this. It's necessary right now. And, and I think that, you know, if if he wasn't as uh, as sour and and, and difficult a character to stomach at first as he is, a lot of the sweeter parts of the movie might, feel a little too saccharine. Exactly. When they come. You're exactly and, right. and I think, you know, for me, like you know, I, I didn't want to make like this sweet, huggy little teddy bear of a movie. You know, I wanted to make a teddy bear that has like a spike collar on it and, you know, <laughs> it gets exactly. a little rough and because and that, that's what life is. And and so I feel like, you know, it's it's a movie that it doesn't it doesn't it's not necessarily easy in every way because it has characters like Jake and it has some of the harsher, more abrasive sides of, of life and culture and and actually a lot of the things that Aubrey's character and and, and Mark's character are are trying to escape.
0: Yeah. And and yes, and then, uh, yes, and I want to get to Karan, uh, uh, Sonny. The, mm-hmm. There's a transformation. I mean, his character is sort of a slow burn in this film, but it's yeah. a very cool slow burn until, until he finally gets, and this is a very important role, I mean, a scene in the film, and I'm not going to say exactly what it is, but when he and Jake <laughs> Are essentially in the motel room, and Jake's talking to him. And the transformation, just in that scene for him, is quite remarkable. You just see some a real growth, or a real spark that comes from him in that scene. And I really, I really enjoyed the interplay between the two in that.
1: Well, those guys, the, you know, they actually formed a, a real friendship over the course of that shoot. And and as I was saying with with Aubrey and Mark shooting most of their scenes first, yeah. you had Jake and Karin just like going to the zoo together in Seattle. And they, they had like a lot of days off where they were just <laughs> hanging out. And so my assignment to Jake was, look, sort of, sort of treat this guy in the same way that your character treats him to a certain extent. Yeah. And, and then you know Karin was a first time actor on a film set. You know, he'd been to college and he'd just gotten out of USC. And so he didn't, no, I mean, in in the best way possible. He had no idea what he was doing, yeah. And and he, did, he just you know just looking at a call sheet and a lot of these just sort of basic aspects of 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 the filmmaking process he was unfamiliar with. And it, it, Jake really took advantage of that in a good way, yeah. and, and he was able to both mentor him and really you know and and he had constantly give him a hard time right, right. Uh, as it went along. And and you really you know, you get to see his growth into both. You know, a full, complete human being. You know, from an archetype over the course of the movie, uh, and you really are also are seeing you know a professional actor being born. Yeah, over the course of the film as well.
0: Yeah, those last. I'm telling the last for me, the last. I'll say 15, 20 minutes of the film, but I just he just really comes into his own, and and it's just it's it's really wonderful to, to watch. Just, just yeah. it, it, you know, he's a he's an important character in the film, and in and, and all of these characters are are pointing towards some real-life issues, moving forward, finding your place, doing the things that you feel you need to do for yourself. All of these things are being played out in a number of different levels here. And that's uh, just yeah. one, of the, one of the wonderful things about it, uh, about safety not guaranteed. Um, and it is rolling out across the country. I do want to talk a little bit about, um, for you as a first-time feature filmmaker, uh, the lessons learned and um, and just the experience of the circuit, the, the the film festival circuit. What's that taught you? What is the the technical aspects taught you from safety not guaranteed? And what are the sort of business side of the film festival circuit taught you in moving forward?
1: Well, you um, know, I mean, the festival circuit was. Obviously, at a personal level, it was just a blast. I mean, it was so much fun to be able to have people react to the movie the way they did, and, and you know, we have one of those rare films that that really it really does grab a hold of an audience, and and it, it's a privilege for me to to be able to walk into a theater full of people, and I know what's going to happen. I just know the way that they're going to react because it happens the same way every time, and and the performances that the these actors delivered, it, it it just really just you know brings people in 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 a very positive way and so the, there was not a lot of fear after the first couple of screenings of course like you just I just didn't have that oh my god are they going to laugh me out of the theater are they going to hate it yeah. uh, and, and there's no, no arrogance in that at all there was just it, it was just a fact like people really just seemed to enjoy the film very much and yeah so it was it was wonderful to go to australia and to london and all over the place and and test that and and wonder well are, we, are australians going to dig this movie like maybe this isn't going to translate as well and and they loved it i think we actually accidentally made an australian movie without even <laughs> knowing it and uh and so that that part has been uh very very satisfying and you know the the release of the film uh i mean obviously as a as a Former film student and just like a film geek, and that kid growing up, you know, wanting to do this to be able to go into a theater in my hometown in San, you know, in Oakland and San Francisco, and to be able to go to my college theater back at NYU, which I did, I did a week ago, and and sit, you know, with an audience, nobody knows I'm there, full house, and nice. watch this movie roll nice. out yeah. uh, has been really, really uh, thrilling for yeah, me. Um, you know, as far as the the business side of it, you know, I, I feel like. It, there is a, you know, there's, there is a, there are nerves involved. There's a, there's a, a sense of helplessness when it comes to watching a film that, that does have a, a limited, Marketing budget be put out to the audience, especially in the summer, with so many other options, uh, and, and a film that is very, very hard to uh, explain and, and, and commodify, even yeah. you know, from a business standpoint yeah. for people. Uh, and I know it's been a challenge to market this movie because it's not you know, it's 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 not one any one thing. It's hard to even say what genre the movie is. Yeah. Well, uh, and and while that's part of what I like about it and why I think people will enjoy it, it's very difficult uh, to say, yeah, go see this comedy or right. go see this romantic comedy or go see this, you know, sci-fi movie because it's all of those things yep. and none of those
0: things. Well, let me say, I was in the theater watching a preview, and it grabbed me. I thought the the ad campaign was really good, actually. Uh, the the sort of the newspaper, the phone newspaper, and 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 the way yeah. that they did, you know, this little. Cut out in the middle of nowhere is this thing, right. this ad. I it, it, I thought they they've done a very good job w- in terms of drawing interest to the film. Um, and yeah, I know you don't yeah. have a budget to advertise all day long and all that, but I I was very impressed with that part of it. So uh, um, I obviously learned a lot. We're we're unfortunately yeah they've
1: done, yeah don't take that as a, as a knock against oh no, film I, no, I think no they've you're, actually you're, done a great job yeah. and and it's uh, you know it's for me like the only way I'm really I mean we're we're people are going and we're certainly uh, you know having some good returns but the only way that I'm really able to understand how it's going down out there is is through Twitter and and you see you're able to really see people come out of the theater and immediately have a reaction to your right. film which really was something that no filmmaker's ever been able to have until a couple of years ago. Right. Uh, and that's amazing. and it, it is an amazing gift that this technology has given us that I know how, like, some couple in Omaha, Nebraska felt. I'm in France right now, <laughs> and, and I got to hear last night how, that, you know, this couple just thought it was one of their favorite movies oh, uh, in fantastic.
0: Omaha. That's fantastic.
1: They are somewhere out there. <laughs> <You> know, where... <laughs> <It's> pretty cool.
0: <laughs> well, listen, uh, Colin, unfortunately you just run out of time. I would love to spend the rest of the hour with you because I really enjoyed this film, and I think people run out and see it, Safety Not Guaranteed, playing, again, throughout Southern California. Go to the website, safetynotguaranteedthemovie.com, and find out, As uh, just go see it. <laughs> That's enough. Uh, the director of the film uh, is uh, Colin Trevorrow, Safety Not Guaranteed. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, hopefully next time, got another great movie coming out. Please come back and join us again on Film School. Love to have you. All right, man, thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. All right, Bye-bye. take care. Bye.